You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We're going to go into the Word of God now. And as we go into the Word, I want you to trust God. We've declared this year the year of what? Supernatural transition. Yeah? Yes. Supernatural transition. We're transiting. We're having many transitions. Hallelujah. Into multiple dimensions. We're having transitions from a mere ordinary life into a miraculous life. A life of miracles. Glory to God. A life of miracles. And uh, we'll be starting our fast tomorrow. But I want to say this, that at the end of the fast, we're going to have a special training. We've had the first installment of the training last year. Uh, Kingdom Power Training. Equipping you for miracles. Equipping you for a life of miracles. So I'm going to ask for one testimony. I'm going to take one testimony from the training. All the people that went through the training is going to come and testify. Uh, Mrs. Mosu, do you want to come forward? Isn't this beautiful? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was the end of uh, last year. We had the power training Kingdom power training. So, our pastor, the man of faith, he believed in us. Those who decided to come forth, he believed in us. He didn't turn any of us down. And we came because we are the people who believe in the Lord their God, who will be established. And those who believe in their prophets, to prosper. So we decided to and it was he was strict. Yes, he was strict. If you miss twice you drop off. So we continued in the training and we ended and he he in fact taught us a lot of things how to overcome the enemy. We, we should be on the offensive, not uh, defensive. So we went, and he wants to use us. You know that uh, that's something that God gave him, the whole of Midrand. And he believed that he should use the weak things to confound the wise. So he so much believed in us that we are the people who will go and take this uh, midrand because God has given it to us. Even though there are giants there, we will not be afraid. Yes. He brought us out to take us into the promised land. Praise God. So, he said we should, that he knew in his spirit, you know, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that something is happening. 
So he called us uh, one day and uh, he said, come up and start testifying because I know. And, and I know, and I know that you have something. You have already done something. So we started so many testimonies, so many testimonies. And this one now I want to share is one of them one of the testimonies because he made us declare something that we are anointed. Repeat after me. I'm anointed. I am anointed. I'm authorized. I'm authorized. I'm full of power. I'm full of power. I'm full of exousia. Full of exousia. I'm full of dynamis. Full of dynamis. And we went <laughs> we went by that might. As you see me <laughs> Don't look at the physical. Something is inside. So we, I, I was um, one day on one Thursday because I normally have um, my prayers with uh, my sisters, siblings. Every Thursday. And that day, I was, because uh, that prayer started from one of the trainings we had here, which was uh, one of the people who coordinated it under our pastor, was uh, Pastor Mrs. Jessica Ryan. So she, yes, she was one of those who conducted conducted it and she said we should all form prayer groups a prayer group that uh, I, I wouldn't you know start one but God ministered to me that I should start one so in one of our meetings um, our meetings with Pastor Mrs. Oba Babater um, it was, uh, they were praying for us, and I told Pastor Jessica, because she was the one praying for me, they were praying for us after the meeting, and she also, I told her about it, she said, okay, and prayed for me that I should try and open one, because God told me also that when I open one, that the prayer, you know, from, the power from the groups will, will do something, and I obeyed. Opened it. So, when we were praying, because uh, as I'm getting older, I'm in so many prayer groups. <laughs> yes, because that's, I'm reti I've retired. So, I'm getting nearer to, to God than when <laughs> I first, yes, than when I first began. So, in another prayer line, there was a prophecy that God was, you know, that there was special mercy for people with all forms of blindness, with all manner of eye diseases, not blindness, all manner of eye diseases. So I keyed into it. So that day I was praying with my sister. We prayed, used, um, I, I was the one who coordinated, so... I talked on the power in the word of God. And one of the things I talked about there was in 
believing the word of God. Believe it. If it comes from your pastor, from a prophet, from any person, do not say it is his word and God that you have dis discarded. So just believe it. So when we finished and prayed, so I said, since we all have all forms of uh, eye problems, three of us praying, let us, and their husbands also had their own eye problems. They, the husbands were blind, both of them. Their husbands were blind. So I said, let's pray for ourselves. We are the husbandmen. We are the first partakers. We prayed for ourselves, and then we brought the, we said, Let, let's stretch our hands. One stays in the U.S., one is in Nigeria, I'm in South Africa. So we stretched our hands, and Pastor already taught us to pray, because we are asked to pray in that name, in the name of Jesus. If there's any, anything that, uh, if somebody is blind, you pray against, you cast out the spirit of blindness. If the person is deaf, you cast out the spirit of deafness. If the person, anything the person has problem of, cast out the spirit of that thing. Because we are given the power to cast out those demons. So I just made a simple prayer. In the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, there is special grace for healing. And that spirit of uh, blindness upon these husbands, we cast them out in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. And I said, please believe this. Believe this prayer so that uh, you will be established and you will also prosper. So we left. After about one hour, because we use the conference call to make the prayers. So after the prayers, the one in the US, she called us again. My husband can see my beautiful face. My husband can see my beautiful face. So I said, is that, we started shouting, we started screaming, we started screaming. And um, and the man continued to see. The lady, she's a nurse. She was always afraid because the children had left home. She was living with the husband in, in the house, a duplex, all by themselves. If the man is upstairs, she would be, you know, she would be worried that he would, you know, bump on something and hurt himself. If, if this was, and if he was coming downstairs, she would be worried that he would uh, miss the step and they you know fall. So, by Saturday, this thing happened on, uh, on the Thursday. By Saturday, she called me and said she was going to Maryland. They live in New Jersey. I said, with your husband, she said, no, he will be home alone. I said, you leave this man alone. And said she prepared enough food for him in the fridge. When if, he's, if he was hungry, he was going to pick, warm up something and eat. He was the one who said she should go. 
and represent the family because the uh, one of his re uh, relations was having uh, his 70th birthday. So she, I said, but you are coming back that day. She said, no, she wasn't coming back. She would be back on Monday. And the man was finding her name on the phone and calling her, they were communicating. And they said the children would be coming in from time to time to check on him. And all this uh, happened and she came I fast, let's fast forward. To Please. <laughs> let's fast forward. My time is going. Yes. The, the, the conclusion was that I asked her, please tell your husband to go and see the doctor so that the doctor will now find out how the extent she, he got his sight. The man said, the, the doctor said that his case was closed. He should, he should, they didn't go to the doctor. That before then, that his case was closed. He was referred to the blind uh, ministry, ministry for the blind, to go and learn how to cope with his situation. They should teach him how to manage the life of a blind uh, person. Then the, um, that ministry should now follow them to the house, examine the house to know the facilities to put in the gadgets that will enable him cope with blindness. So he said, you don't need to tell me. I don't need any good to tell me that I can see. I can speak. I can speak. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't need a ghost to tell me. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Tell someone miracles are real. Miracles are real. This year, miracles will pop like popcorn. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, we've transitioned into a life of miracles. Popping like popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. Hallelujah. That's what's going to be happening. Amen. And that's one of several testimonies. Today, you've heard another one. Amen. And we're going to continue to train you and equip you to walk in this supernatural power. There are principles, there are laws that govern the operation of the supernatural. Yeah, it, it doesn't just, it's not by chance. Amen? It's not by chance. The Word of God has everything that you need in order to work the works of Jesus. And so, uh, when I call for training, if you like, you can stay back <laughs> if you are not interested. But if you are interested and you have the commitment, they do a lot of readings. They have a lot of homework they do. I give them homework. I, you know, I give them textbook. I give them assignments. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see those that passed. <laughs> Yeah, very soon. But yeah, I just, I just wanted us to hear that testimony. To know that God is in our midst. 
when God is at work. So sometimes when you don't hear testimonies, you won't know. You won't know. And we don't need to make noise about these things. It is real. Do you understand me? Yeah, it is real. God is with you. You know, Jacob, uh, was it? Jacob says that the Lord is here and, and I did not know. And I whisked it not, according to the King James. <laughs> I, he didn't know. He wasn't aware. So God can be around and you're not aware. Jesus was teaching one time and the Bible says that the power of God was present to heal them all. But nobody knew. Only one person got healed. Even though the power was there for all to be healed. And many. Now if you don't know how it works. If you don't know how to make contact. Or you know with that power. You won't experience it. And if you don't know how to release that power as well. It's not going to happen. It's not by religious exercise. No. You don't struggle to do these things. It's simple. Hallelujah. It's second nature. It's supposed to be second nature to you. Okay? It's second nature. Do you have you ever seen a dog learning to walk? You know, dogs don't struggle to back. They, they don't go to backing school. Hallelujah. The dogs don't go to backing school. Fish don't go to swimming school. We are the ones that go for swimming lessons. Fish don't have swimming lessons. Are you following me? Yeah. Fish don't have swimming lessons. And so also, the supernatural is supposed to be natural to you. We have been programmed. We have been programmed to walk and live as slaves. Meanwhile, we are supposed to be kings. We have been educated to be subject to the elements. Meanwhile, the elements are supposed to be subject to us. Do you understand? Yeah. You have been, you were created and anointed for dominion. Dominate. Yeah, that's what he told Adam. And he has not changed. It hasn't changed. God gave him dominion over all the works of his hands. We, are, we have dominion. So we need to unlearn certain things. Alright. Religion has robbed us of a lot of things. We need to unlearn those things. And relearn. Our real, proper, the powerless church is a worthless theology. And I'm not interested in that. I don't care how many professors are standing behind that theology. As long as it does not enable me to do the works of Jesus, I'm not interested in it. Because Jesus is my model. Hallelujah. I don't want any philosophy that will rob me of the wisdom of God. I don't. Hallelujah. Do I have anything against theology? No, I don't. I think it's a good thing. There's a right theology. So what power what we do in the kingdom power training is to bring proper theology into the power dynamics. Hallelujah. 
of the Christian walk. Bringing the kingdom perspective and how to effect change in your life. So you don't need to run anywhere looking for signs, wonders. No, you will be the sign. You will be the wonder. People will be looking for you. Yeah, people will be hearing about you. Yeah. And I dare to say that some of you are going to become case studies. Your life will be studied. Amen. Yeah, your life will be studied. Okay. With a few minutes we have. This is also has taken my time. With that comprehensive, informative, huh? powerful, transformative, enlightening, equipping, and empowering testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my. Yes. Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. You are here to make Jesus real. Make the word of God real. Let the word of God come to life. In everyone under the sound of my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Yes. We're talking about supernatural transition. And we're transiting. When you hear the word transition. It tells you of a temporary, you know, a switch from one, from one stage to another, or from one, uh, one realm to another, okay, from one level to another. So there are transitions that happen naturally, okay? Yeah. So, for instance, biologically, there are biological transitions, okay? There are biological transitions. There was a time you were a child. And you, you, you know, by um, different processes, you became an adult. <laughs> Paul says, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke like a child. He says, but now that I'm fully grown, I've put away childishness. There has been a transition from childhood. Into adulthood. Okay? Yeah. So that's a transition. And so there are many transitions in life. They said there was a time, those of you that, that are married, there was a time you were single and you transited. Is that correct? Yes. There was a time you were a girl and then you became a woman. And then you became a wife. And then you became a mother. Those are different transitions. Those are different transitions. So, spiritually as well, we go through transitions. You start as a babe. Okay? You start as a babe in Christ. Then you become a child. Okay? You transit from childhood, hallelujah, into sonship. And when you get into sonship, there's what you can handle. As a child, there's what you can handle as a child. There's, as an infant, as a, as a babe, there are certain things. Babes don't worry about anything. They only worry about their bottle, what, you know, their feeding bottle. 
They, they worry about their comfort and they worry about the attention that they need. That's all. Apart from that, they don't have any issues. Okay? So they don't care if the wall is falling apart. As long as you give them the attention they want, they are, they are in heaven. <laughs> as long as they're getting all of that. But you see, when they grow, when they grow, they become children. Then they can run around. They run around, they, they speak, they can communicate, they can, they, can, they can express themselves better. But even at that level, there's a limit to what they can handle. There's a limit to what they can handle. And it doesn't matter how much you can afford, you know that there are certain things you don't give a child. Am I correct? Yeah. You love them so much, but you know they're not ready to handle certain um, even toys. There are certain toys that are not safe. The, 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 the manufacturers of toys would give you age brackets. Between this age to this age, this is suitable. And then between this age to this age is suitable. So if you give a toy to a child that is not qualified to handle that and the child gets hurt, you're in trouble. Am I correct? Yeah. So why do you expect God to give us? Huh? To allow us to handle the... Can you see why we don't see the power of God? It's not because God is powerless. It's because we are not yet in the position... We don't have the understanding. We don't, we don't have the knowledge. We don't have the revelation. We don't have the maturity to handle that power without destroying ourselves. So because of that, God will withhold certain things. Not because it is not His will. It's because we are not ready. That's why kingdom power training is important. You mature quickly. You grow very quickly. In a few weeks, you get, you, you get so sharp. Your, your, your spiritual faculties open up. Your understanding open up. Your insight open up. And you can now see certain things clearly. Things that used to be hazy and cloudy now are clear. Crystal clear. And when you operate like that, there is power. When you operate with that clarity, you get results. Other than that, you'll just be guessing like a child. You put a child in front of a car. I remember my children, were, when they were still small, I used to take them out for driving. And I'll put them on my lap. And say, drive. Come on. <laughs> you know? But all they can do is turn the steering. But they, 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 their feet can't get to the, to the accelerator or the brakes. No. Just for the fun of it. But it would be criminal for me to now leave the car and put them there. And that age actually is illegal. Alright? Illegal. So God has power in store for you. He has gifts in store for you. He has supernatural abilities Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I need to grow. 
<laughs> yeah. Because when it comes to the power, di- power dimension, there are levels. So we've just done the first. We'll go to the next and the next and the next. And with time, the entire church will be like living wonders. How about that? Glory to God. So let's look at Joshua. We, last week we started from the book of Joshua chapter 3, right? We're looking at the transition of the nation of Israel. How God parted the red, uh, the, is it the Red Sea? The Jordan. Okay, three of you were listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, in, in, in Joshua chapter 3, and we made a distinction between how God parted the Red Sea during the time of Moses and how he parted the Jordan during the time of um, Joshua. So during the time of Moses, Moses parted the Red Sea with his rod. Okay? He stretched his rod and then the sea parted. Okay? But now, during the time of Joshua, Joshua has no rod and there is need to part the Jordan River. And this is at the time that the, the river, the Jordan River filled its banks. So there was too much water at this time everywhere. But how does Joshua do it? God leads Joshua differently. Okay? And uh, I love the way God did it. He says in verse... Okay, let's for the sake of... As the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord... The Lord of all the earth shall rest on the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. Hallelujah. And the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So, how God parted the Jordan is seen in this verse 13. He says, the Lord of the whole earth shall rest in the waters. Hallelujah. So here, how God parts the the Jordan River is that God himself came down and he sat in the water. He rests in the water. And as he rests in the water, the waters part. The waters coming from upstream could not go past the Lord. Hallelujah. And then the waters on the other side just kept going. Just kept going. And so God created a pathway for the Israelites through the Jordan River. What a, what a mighty God we serve. Amen. So God paths, He paths rivers in different ways. Okay. Now, if you go read the book of Kings, you see that in the case of Elisha, Elijah and Elisha, when Elijah is going to part the same river Jordan, he uses his mantle. He just strikes it. You know, his cloak. He takes his cloak and he hits it and the river parts. 
and he and Elijah walked through it. Come on. This was a season of transition. So in moments of transitions, there are supernatural happenings. Okay? So we are in a season of transition. You are going to be shocked by the end of the year. The mighty things God will do in and through your life. So for, 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 um, for Elisha, he was following Elijah. Okay? He was following Elijah and, and I'm telling you that um, as he was following Elijah, he, wants, he knew God was about to take Elijah. So he would not allow him to go out of sight. He would not allow him to go out of sight. He, he kept following and following. And even though um, Eli, Elijah wanted to get rid of him, he refused. He, he refused to be, uh, uh, to be sent away. Amen. So, if you read in chapter 2 of 2 Kings, you see that, um, uh, I don't want to read everything, but uh, if you read from verse 1, it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha. From Gilgal. Okay? Each of these places have prophetic significance. Okay? Gilgal has a prophetic significance. Then they move from Gilgal to Bethel. Okay? Elijah, verse 2. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here please, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel together. Gilgal is a place of circumcision. Gilgal is a place where heart, your heart is circumcised. It's a place where, um, where the past is rolled away. Hallelujah. And you come into a new thing. So it, these are moments, stations of transition. These are stations of transition in the life to go. He's about to transit from the earth. To heaven. He's about to transit. And he's trying to get rid of his servant. Or his spiritual son. Or his protege. Or his mentee. Or whatever language. Whatever word you want to call it. Yeah, He's about to get out of sight. Forever. And, but because Elisha was also prophetic. And a spiritual man. He knew. And he would not agree. He says, no, I'm not going to leave. And, and they go on from, from Gilgal to Bethel, from Bethel to Jericho, from Jericho to Jordan. Hallelujah. From Jericho to Jordan. When they get to, when they get to, um, to Jordan, he says to him, stay here please, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. But he said, as the Lord as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, hallelujah, and struck the water 
and it was divided this way and that way so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. Come on, say supernatural. <laughs> Woo! I love this. This, was, this will make a good movie script, right? Yeah, yes. So he just, he just, he just wraps, takes his cloak and, you know, hits the water and then poof, it, it pats. And the ground is dry. Instantly dry. So how many people know that kind of dryness is supernatural? Right? And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Say transition. Hallelujah. That's a moment of transition. Ask. He has seen that this guy is so tenacious and he will not let go. His faith is so strong. His loyalty is so strong. His commitment is so strong, it can't be broken. I mean, the 50 sons of the prophet, they also had the same knowledge that Elisha had. But they didn't have the kind of commitment he had. They had the same kind of understanding that Elisha had. But they didn't have the kind of loyalty Elisha had. Come on. They had the same prophetic knowledge, but they didn't have the pursuit, the heart to pursue like Elijah. So I'm sure Elijah said to them, you guys just stay here, don't worry, just stay here, just be fine. And they said, okay, cool, prophet, we'll stay. But not with Elisha. No, no, no. And so they get to this point now, and Elisha knows that this is the end of the road. There's nothing to part anymore. There's no city to go anymore. It is from here that I'm transiting. He knows. It's from here I'm transiting from the earth. Hallelujah. So what does he do? He turns to Elisha. He says, what do you want? Ask. And Elisha said, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said to him, huh, you have asked a hard thing. Yeah, it's not supposed to be easy. It's a hard thing. What you have asked is a hard thing. In other words, I mean, this guy, he has been serving Elijah for so long. And he said, I just want a double portion of your spirit. Double portion. Give me double portion. Then I will, I'll be satisfied. And he says, you've asked a hard thing. But he says, nevertheless, hallelujah, a hard thing does not mean it's an impossible thing. Come on, tell, turn to someone and say, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks. Hallelujah. It will be done. I don't know what vision God has given you for this year. I don't know what dream you have for this year. It might appear impossible. Like for us, 10% of Miran appears impossible. Nevertheless. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say nevertheless. 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 Yes. That's the contrasting word there. 
When he says nevertheless, he's saying there is a contrast. What you are seeing is not permanent. There is a nevertheless. That if it is applied to this, oh, I tell you. It always seems impossible until it is done. Hallelujah. Is that not so? Yes. So he says, nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, then it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. I'm sure. Elisha now said, no sleep. My eyes are not going to go dim. If I need special instrument to keep my eyes open, I must see every moment, every move. And I can imagine from that moment, from that time was different. From how he has been following this man, now requires close, proximate observation. He needs all his skills of observation. He needs all, I mean, every kind of vision if he needs four eyes to be added so that he can see he will get it. Why? Because he doesn't want to miss that moment. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. So you must be watchful. If you blink, it's gone. So, no blinking. (laughs) Wow. I can imagine what it was like for Elisha. Because Elisha had no idea how this thing is going to happen. And remember that in the life of Elijah, he had the reputation of being carried by the Spirit. He had this reputation. Remember when he sent Obadiah to go tell Ahab, tell him, you know, that God is sending rain. Obadiah said, please, if I have sinned, forgive me. Man of God, please. You want me to go tell Ahab? Then after now, the Holy Spirit will take you away and nobody will find you. Then he will kill me. Why? Because it was known. That this guy moves like a wind. He moves like a wind. That's why he outran the chariot of Ahab. How did he do that? By the Spirit. By the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so Elisha knew about these things. So, he cannot. He's like, I have to watch. Closely, closely. Elijah says to him, if you see me when I am taken from see me when I'm being lifted, if you see me when I'm being exalted, come on, if you see me when I'm transiting, hallelujah, somebody say, if you see me when I am being transited, when you see, if you see my transition, you will get what I have. Yeah. So it is linked to sight. Do you understand? There are some spiritual impartations that are linked to sight. You need to see certain things before you receive 
So sight is critical. Sight is critical. So you heard the testimony about the man whose blind eyes open and he can see. Now he can see the beauty of his wife. He could before hear the beautiful voice. But he couldn't see. Now he can see. And he can appreciate more. Hallelujah. So the things of the spirit require sight. There are certain transitions that can only happen with sight. Supernatural transitions that require sight. If you see me being taken, if you see me being lifted, if you see me being transited, you know, many people want to see the downfall of others. You see, when you are looking for a downfall of people, you can't receive anything from that. There's nothing. You, you, you don't benefit from the downfall of anybody. If you're looking for a downfall of your leader, you can't receive anything. You can't receive anything from him or her. You can't. But until you see, as you see that person being elevated and you celebrate that, as you embrace that, as you accept that, then you are ready for your own transition. Can you see? Yeah, yeah, you are ready for your own transition. We were celebrating Professor's birthday, her 21st birthday. <laughs> we were celebrating. But you see, you can say, okay, why, how, how come she's able to achieve all of that under the age of... <laughs> And then now you start feeling, you start having funny feelings. Somebody say funny feelings. You know, the funny feelings you get when somebody achieves and it's not you. Those funny feelings, when you start having those feelings, those feelings are the gravitational pull that are meant to keep you down and not to rise. If you accommodate those funny feelings, you will miss your own transition. You see, so for, for Elisha, for him to transit from being just someone that pours water into the hands of Elijah to being a prophet in his place with double portion, he needed to see. And not only see, he needs to see it, you know, see the elevation. And he needs to... Accept it. He needs to embrace it. He needs to celebrate it. Hallelujah. He needs to give God glory for it. Then he is ushered into his own transition. Stop bringing people down. Don't join anybody to conspire to bring anybody down. If you do that, you are permanently down. You seal your own destiny. You seal your own future when you do that. 
And your brother is being lifted. Celebrating. Observe it. Appreciate it. Thank the Lord for it. And as you do that, you are positioning yourself for your own transition. You see, that is what has kept Africa down. Pulling everybody down. When somebody testifies, you have a problem. Some people can't even go to their village with their cars. They have to pack it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have to pack it somewhere. So when they go there, they just say, oh, so how are things? They say, oh, very bad. Please pray for us. They are pretending. Why? Because they are afraid if somebody sees them. They will send Tokolosh to, to, to chase them. Back to Joburg. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That is terrible. But when we start learning to celebrate our own, when we start learning to celebrate God's gift in our midst, when we start celebrating other people's achievements, when we start celebrating God's blessing, God's elevation, God's hand on others, we're preparing ourselves, we're positioning ourselves for our own. Amen? I know if, um, even within a marriage, can you imagine? When one person is elevated, the other one has a problem. Is that no witchcraft? I think so. It's, it's not normal. Huh? It's not normal. No, we should be celebrating each other, right? Yeah. So you want supernatural transition? You need to listen to the word of God. Hear what God is saying. These are some of the keys. These are some of the things that will make way for you. So from that time, you know, he is there. And it, look at verse 11. It says, then it happened as they continued on and talked. They continued on and talked. That suddenly, somebody say suddenly. A chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and, the horse, and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Hallelujah. Look at them. Verse 14 he says, Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water. And said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Then, in that way, 
and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophet who were from Jericho saw him, they said the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Hallelujah. Somebody say transition. Yes. So, uh, before this time, Elijah was just like any of them. Amen? But he followed to the end. He followed to the very end. And at the end, he was able to see Elijah being lifted. And in fact, when Elijah is being lifted, he doesn't even say, oh my God. No, no, no. He says, my father, my father. Who is that? That speaks of relationship. Hallelujah. Relationship that he had with Elisha. My father, my father. Oh my goodness. The chariot of Israel and its horsemen. Fire. A chariot of fire. Have you ever seen a chariot of fire? It was like in a split second. They're talking. They're walking and they're talking. And then, whoop. And he, hey. <laughs> ah, I'm telling you, even Hollywood cannot get this word right. <laughs> if they try it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that was how it happened. And, and this man is looking. And he says, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And that's how Elijah just went into the clouds. And then he tore his clothes. He's like, oh no. I'm now fatherless. <laughs> of Elijah dropped. Elijah doesn't need his mantle in heaven. The mantle is for the earth. It's for signs and wonders. Hallelujah. It's for signs and wonders on the earth. It's for changing the earth. Hallelujah. So he takes it. And when he gets to the, to the same river that they crossed, he strikes it. Where is the God of Elijah? And boom. It opens. So he transited to now become a prophet in the place of Elijah. And if you go study the, the, if you, if you go study the scriptures, you see the number of miracles that Elijah performed and the number of miracles Elisha performed double. Exactly double. Amazing. The spirit of Elijah rests upon Elisha. So the other sons of the prophets who knew, who saw from a distance, who did not commit, who did not pursue, who did not... They were just talking, busy talking. I'm sure they were busy prophesying among themselves. Giving prophetic words. You know, accurate... I mean, they were accurate, spot on. Accurate prophetic words. They were giving accurate prophetic words, but hey, they didn't get the man. So when Elisha crosses and they see the miracle, Elisha's first miracle was parting the river Jordan. That was his first. So 
Elijah's end was Elisha's beginning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that's the power of this supernatural transition. You see? So he begins like that. And they, I mean, they, they are, say, oh, we're now your servants. <laughs> and I'm sure some of them have been in a prophetic school a long time before him. Amen? Yeah, because Elijah had a school of the prophets before Elisha came. But now, it's a different story. Supernatural transition. May God transit you. May you not miss your moment of transition. May you not miss the time and the season of your transition. May I pray, I pray that you will not miss it. I pray that you will know, that you will know and you will take the right steps. I pray that you will take the right steps so that you can receive that which God has for you. Hallelujah. And this will be the beginning of supernatural transitions in your life. Thank you, Father. Our time is gone. We're about to break bread right now. Let's talk to the Lord. Let this communion, this is the first we're taking in for the year. I'm trusting God that this will be a new beginning for you. This will be the beginning of a life of signs and wonders. You will enter into the things that God has ordained. Things that God has prepared for you. The miracles. That you've been sensing in your spirit. Doesn't matter what you have achieved before. Get ready for more. Get ready for more. Maybe you have seen miracles. Get ready for a new level of miracles. Just like the sons of the prophets have been seeing miracles hanging around Elijah. But now, this time around, Elisha begins on a different level. And you, as you study that, you will see that Elisha was used to save them several times. To help them several times with the supernatural power of God. I pray that God will use His power, His supernatural power, to help many through your life. That you, your life will bring, will bring divine help, divine solutions. Yes, divine solutions to many. Father, we thank you. Now, this wafer represents the body of Jesus. And this drink represents the blood of Jesus. As we partake of this, you are telling yourself, I'm transitioning from the ordinary life into a supernatural and extraordinary life. I'm transitioning into a life that is unimaginable 
unimaginable, a life that will defy, defy all expectations, a life that will defy all human logic. I'm transitioning into a supernatural life. Wherever I go, I'm going to manifest the unimaginable, the supernatural, and the extraordinary. I will do it with ease. Elisha did not struggle to part the Jordan. He didn't take any lessons to part the Jordan. At this point, (laughs) there are things that will just happen because you took a step. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for these emblems as we partake, Lord God, of this this cup and this wafer, these emblems. Let the blood of Jesus, let this cup be a cup of blessing. And let this be, oh Father God, the fellowship in the body of Jesus. Yes, as we take of this, we take it by faith and we trust you for a supernatural transition. Break limitations, break barriers over our lives, over our mindsets, where our minds have limited us, where our thinking have enslaved us, oh Lord God, where our tradition has enslaved us, oh God, where our culture has limited us, oh Father, let it be broken right now. Let there be a transition, oh Father, from a life of weakness to a life of power. Hallelujah. Oh Lord God, from obscurity into prominence, in the name of Jesus. My God, from feebleness into glory and strength and might. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lay behind the stone. You live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall, thought of me, and thought of me, above all, above all. Just take a moment, just begin to thank God for your transition. What are you believing God for this year? Just tell Him right now. I'm transiting from a life of lack to a life of abundance. I'm transiting from what, what, whatever it is. Just, 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 just begin to declare. Just receive that right now. Just take a moment. Yeah, tell the Lord.
Father. Yes, I declare it done in the name of Jesus for each and every one. Whatever your people have presented to you, Lord, by the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, I declare it done. I declare it done. Do for them that which no man can do. Open for them doors which you did it. Oh, Father, in the life of Professor Maswimi, do it for your people here. Lord God, just like you've done it, oh God, for some of us in different dimensions, do it for your people. In the name of Jesus, let doors open. Those that have refused to open will open on their own accord from now on for you. In the name of Jesus, I release angelic assistance. Angelic assistance, the ministry of angels for you to work with you, to bring to pass God's word, God's promises. Angels released to work with your business. Angels released to work, yes, in your career to help you, help you climb and go beyond your wildest dreams. To him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Lord, I ask, O oh Father, for the mystery of Ephesians 3.20 to be activated in this house. To be activated in this house. In the name of Jesus for your people. Thank you, Father. Everyone under my authority, I bring into this reality. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bring them into this supernaturally. Lord God, that they will walk with this. They will experience Lord God, supernatural, multiple supernatural openings. I declare that over them. Hallelujah. Favor that they've never seen before. Let it start manifesting in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, before I go, before I step out, I want to give you an opportunity to give towards uh, our media uh, equipment. You know, we lost, we lost some, well, they took, they took some other media strategy. What a media vision. We, we want, we're going to spend millions on media, okay? And I want you to just pray, let God speak to you. What are you going to do? What is your contribution towards this? Take a piece of paper, write whatever it is, all right? From, from tomorrow, we're going to start, we're going to start um, working to replace this, this equipment. But I'm trusting God for the funds. Right now, we don't have the funds, but I know God has made a way already. God has already provided. And we're also going to secure this property. We were depending on the 24-hour security out there. But now we can see that... Uh, yeah, the watchman may stay awake in vain. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to <clears throat> we're also going to invest in securing this property with sophisticated technology that will make it very hard for anyone. Hallelujah. Whether there's power or not, we will catch them. Amen.
Even if they come with masks, we will, we, will, we will use their eyes. Hallelujah. Technology that will read their eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so um, yeah. But all of this, we don't get it by speaking in tongues. Amen. We get it by paying the bills. Amen. And God is well able. <clears throat> so I want you to give generously towards this. But write whatever it is God is laying on your heart towards this. Uh, whatever you are able to, you know, just, just give. But make it sacrificial, you know. Uh, don't just give what, what, you, what you use for a cup of coffee, you know, in, um, in Morgan Bean or McDonald's or wherever you like to go. This is your father's house. With time, I'm going to unravel some things to you. What we have in store, what we are planning is, is incredible. Hallelujah. And we are going to reach every household. <clears throat> every household. Right now, we're already reaching multiples. Thousands. I think, how, how many, Brighton, how many downloads did we have? Uh, I think when we're talking, you gave me a figure. Um, just from Port Bain. How many? How many thousands? 70,000 downloads. Hallelujah. You see, 70,000 downloads of our messages, of our sermons. 70,000 from different nations. So don't be fooled by what you see here. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Years ago, the Lord showed me in a vision. I says to me, don't be limited by the number of people you're speaking to. And he opened my eyes. That's how I saw the whole of Midrash. And he says, these are the people. It's not just those here. Okay, so we're intentionally working, not just based on those here, but we're also, those who are reaching out there are more than those who are reaching in here. But we cannot do that without technology. But I know with your, with your help, with your help, we're going to make it happen. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> so, Father, we thank you. We bless you. I declare not just a restoration, but Lord God, I declare, oh Father, sevenfold that which was taken, better quality equipment. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord. And we will raise the bar, the standard of excellence. We will raise the bar from now on. And we will do more. Hallelujah. Yes, and we're going to take your healing power into the airwaves. Amen. With time. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to see multitudes and multitudes. I give you praise. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Alright. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.